Hello everyone and welcome to Prodeo Church's online service. My name is Shaul Fenter and I have the privilege to be able to spend time with you here today and I'm so looking forward to that. If you are visiting us for the very first time today, I want to say to you, you are so welcome here and uh, that I hope that you enjoy the time here with us online and that you enjoy it. Um, uh, yeah, this is something new for every one of us and I really hope that you enjoy it. But I also want to encourage you to head over to our website and go and fill in our connection card so that we can connect with you. And for everyone else in, at Prodeo, I just want to say we miss you and we really can't wait to see each other again. We know because of the COVID-19 stuff that uh, we can't meet in person today. But we are meeting in our community groups um, over Zoom. Uh, I heard this week that that is the new selfie. People who are taking pictures over their Zoom uh, communications. And uh, that is so cool to see how people are still meeting and finding ways to keep the church alive and to really be the church in, in many other ways. So today we are starting with Palm Sunday um, in our new series called Celebrate Easter as we look at reasons how we can celebrate Easter in this time. So, Palm Sunday is today, um, which is leading up to Good Friday, when the crucifixion of Jesus, and then to Resurrection Sunday, which is where we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. And this is known as the Passion Week. So, if you are uh, not... How can I say, if you don't know what I'm talking about with all these names and it's, you haven't been to church in a while, a long time, I'm going to explain it right now. So, Palm Sunday is literally known as the triumphant entry of Jesus coming into uh, Jerusalem. And people were literally waving palms at Jesus, putting their cloaks and, their, and the palms on the floor um, as Jesus entered Jerusalem. And then... Uh, good Friday, or actually not so good Friday, because someone died, and uh, Jesus died on that. And you might be thinking, like, what? Are we celebrating the death of someone? Yes, but no, we're not celebrate, celebrating the fact Jesus died, but we're celebrating the fact of what happened when Jesus died. But Louis will tell you more about that on Sunday. And then oh, on Friday, and then on Sunday, Louis will bring another message on Resurrection Sunday, where we are going to celebrate that Jesus is not in the grave anymore, but he is alive. And I'm so looking forward to this new series called Celebrate Easter. And I do hope that you enjoy the time that you're going to spend with us in this Easter week. So, like I said, today is Palm Sunday, and uh, we are celebrating the triumphant entry of Jesus Christ into Jerusalem. And uh, today we're going to look at the significance of Palm Sunday. And I want to share with you four reasons why Palm Sunday is such a significant event for myself, but for Christians. And I only recently discovered the, the, the full, I want to say, meaning of all everything around Palm Sunday that you don't see at first glance when you read the scripture. So I want to share with you four reasons why Palm Sunday is significant and why we can celebrate it in a time where we look forward to Easter. So this is what my message is going to be about today. And uh, today I want you to read with me at Matthew 21 from verse 1 to 11. And we will be reading from the New International Version. 
So I'm sorry about my uh, screen saying NLT, um, but we will be reading from the new international version. And uh, But let's just get some um, picture around this text. So Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem and he's done some major miracles on his way towards Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. Um, so just recently Jesus resurrected Lazarus who's been dead uh, for a couple of days and uh, the people were going crazy about Jesus. They were literally following him around and following Jesus on his way as he is moving towards Jerusalem. But not just that, the news about Jesus has been spreading. People all over are hearing about what's happening, uh, what Jesus is doing. The Pharisees are losing their minds. Uh, they are plotting to kill Lazarus and they are plotting to kill Jesus. And it's just a bunch of drama that is basically happening at this time. But Jesus is making it ready to his final approach into Jerusalem. And um, this is what we, we read. Oh, and another note is, this is also such a significant event that all four gospel writers covers this. They all write about this. Okay, so let's read it together. So it reads, As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there, with her called by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. So this is a prophecy being fulfilled. So the prophet said in Zechariah 9, he said the following, Say to daughter Zion, See your king comes to you, Jesus, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them, and they brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds went, that went ahead of him and those followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. So Hosanna um, means praise God. And also from its Hebrew word, Hoshana, um, it translates to save now as a verb. So it's interesting. It means praise God, save now. Okay, or save comma now. So blessed is he who come, comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? And the crowd, crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. And that's from verse 1 to 11. That's all that we are going to read. And um, I hope you... Or have your pen with you and you're taking notes because this is some fun information that I want to share with you on why Palm Sunday is so significant as we go through the text. So 
The first point why Palm Sunday is so significant that I want to share with you is because of the day that uh, Palm Sunday falls on. So Palm Sunday is significant because of the day it falls on. So Palm Sunday falls on the 10th of Nisan. Now on the 10th of Nisan, Nisan not the car as in the month in the Jewish calendar, um, the 10th of Nisan, Nisan um, usually the Jews went out to select the lamb that they were going to offer for the Passover meal. So what had to happen is that the Jews had to go, they had to go select the lamb without blemish, without um, any faults or anything. It had to be perfect and they were going to take it and for four days they would really care for it, they would feed it, they would, you know, pet it like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but they would feed it and, you know, um, look after it very well in that four days. And on Nisan the 14th, before the evening, because when evening happened, it was the next day, then it was the 15th, and then they had to celebrate the Passover meal. So on Nisan the 14th, they had to slaughter or kill the, the lamb, and they had to take the blood of that lamb and smear it around their doorpost. And that was to celebrate, to remember what God had done for them in Egypt. Um, as you... As you all know, maybe you don't, um, we read in Exodus the story of how God led out the Israelites from Egypt. He used the ten plagues and the final plague they had to smear blood of a lamb on their doorposts. And um, if they did that, the last plague wouldn't stri strike them. So they did this now today on the, on the 14th of Nisan to, to remember what God had done for them, leading them out of Egypt. So why is this significant? Because Jesus came in on the 10th of Nisan presenting himself as the lamb coming in. The people are shouting praise God and he's presenting himself as the lamb of God. The one that they had to, the one who is the final offer for the people of Israel, but not just for the people of Israel, for the sins of the whole world. And that is so exciting when we read that. So, and what is also interesting is that Jesus died on the 14th of Nis Nisan, the same day when the lamb had to be slaughtered to, to be killed, same day the lamb had to be killed. So Jesus was, was coming into Jerusalem, presenting himself as the Lamb of God, the perfect Lamb without blemish, coming into Jerusalem, presenting Himself to the people, and the people kind of is choosing Him now in this moment. And isn't this a beautiful thing that we see? Isn't this amazing to see how Jesus enters and just giving Himself, showing Himself that I am the Lamb of God sent for you and me. So the second reason why Palm Sunday is significant is because of Jesus who is fulfilling biblical prophecy. And that is amazing what is happening in this moment. So as we read the text, we see that, Zechariah, of that Matthew is pointing out Zechariah 9 verse 9 when he says Jesus is coming into Jerusalem on a foal of a donkey. A foal of a donkey, not a foul, a foal of a donkey. 
So that is one prophecy that Jesus fulfilled. And people might think, like, when they read that, like, okay, uh, Jesus knew enough scripture, maybe he um, planned it this way, or it was just a coincidence. And what is amazing is, if we read Zechariah, um, we see that Jesus actually fulfilled prophecies that he had no control over. Like the following. Jesus, the prophet Zechariah prophesied that Jesus was going to be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. Then also, the prophet um, prophesied, said that Jesus was going to be betrayed for that silver. And that silver is going to be thrown into the temple. And what also happened is that he prophesied that that same silver is going to be used to buy a field of a yeah, to buy the field of a potter. And that is just three of the prophecies. Later on, we read that Jesus would be forsaken and deserted by his followers. We read that in Zechariah 13 verse 7. So that's four prophecies that Jesus fulfilled that was not in his own control, that only God had control over. And here Jesus is fulfilling all that prophecies. Now what was interesting is when you do a little research, and uh, in the book of uh, The Unshakable Truth by Josh and Sean McDowell, um, they talk about prophecies and how Jesus fulfilled like 30 prophecies in just Passion Week. And uh, then they talk about mathematical improbabil probability, not improbabilities, uh, where they said that if Jesus only had to fulfill eight, if Jesus only had to fulfill only eight of those prophecy it would look something the probability would look something like this one times ten to the power of seventeen so i don't know about you i don't have a big mathematical brain or anything so uh, i literally had to write that out to get a bigger understanding of what that means and then we get the picture it's a one with seventeen zeros so for someone to fulfill in eight prophecies that he has no control over, least due to the probability factor of one with 17 zeros. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Uh, that's how many zeros zero that is. One billion gazillion, I don't know. Um, it's, it's just crazy. And that's just eight. And we see that, uh, that Jesus fulfilled like almost 30 over the Passion Week, which is amazing, and it's just another evidence to see how Jesus is um, the Son of God, that the Bible is true and accurate, that the Bible is not just an ordinary book, but it is based on the, the Word of God, that the Holy Spirit held the pen, um, gave the words, and man just held the pen, and how awesome Jesus was. And here Jesus comes, riding on a donkey, fulfilling a mathematical impossibility. And He's fulfilling a prophecy. And that is so amazing. If we just think of it, if we just spend some time on it and think, wrap, try to wrap our minds around it. And here's the third reason why Palm Sunday is so significant. It's because Jesus was representing peace. Jesus was riding into Jerusalem on a donkey. And I don't know about you, when kings come to save their people, when kings come to, um, to conquer, you usually have a picture of, 
of um, a war horse in your mind. The first thing I thought about was um, William's, William Wallace in the film Braveheart. You know, you think of like, horses and big armies and blue painted faces, but not Jesus. Jesus comes in riding on a donkey. And theologians agree that Jesus riding in on a donkey has such a massive impact because he's riding, coming in full humility. And he's riding of an animal on an animal that represents peace. Jesus is coming in peace. Now, to fully understand this picture, we need to understand the word peace in a biblical context. So, the word peace, translated from the Hebrew word shalom, um, doesn't mean just mean the absence of conflict. It means something a lot more. It means um, the, the absence of conflict, but there's something that took its place. There's a wholeness, there's a completeness that took its place. So, to, to understand the word, we need to think that um, shalom, when we think of shalom, it represents something that is complex, something that, that, that is very intricate. And when we have shalom, all that is working together in perfect harmony like our lives. Um, we have relationships, we have work, we have studies, we have children and depth and all that stuff that we, we usually think of and worries and fear. And um, if something is not right, for instance, if there's a lot of fear in your life, you have lost shalom, there's a gap, there is uh, something missing. And in the biblical terms, when we think about shalom, for instance, in a conflict, when there was a war, um, shalom would mean when two countries made peace, would not mean they stopped fighting. It meant that they would come together and work together for each other's benefit. So here comes Jesus, riding on a donkey, representing peace, representing shalom. He's bringing completeness. He's bringing a wholeness into the people. And the people are not even knowing what's happening. Um, one of the gospel writers said that they didn't even understand what was going on after everything had happened. So Jesus is coming in peace, representing shalom, bringing people to a place of wholeness, to a place where they can have peace. And the Old Testament writer Isaiah, he wrote about Jesus um, and saying that there will come someone who will be called the Prince of Peace and there will be no end to, the, to his shalom. So his shalom that he will bring will be everlasting. So we know Palm Sunday is significant because of, number one, um, because of the day that it happened. Jesus, Jesus not only is coming in as a person, but he's representing himself, showing himself as the Lamb of God coming in. He's, he's coming in, the second reason why it's significant, in showing that he is fulfilling prophecy at this moment. And then he also shows people that he is coming in peace. He's coming to make things whole. He's coming to make things complete, to, to, to bring a peace beyond understanding. And then the fourth and last reason why Palm Sunday is significant, because it's a timeless entry. Jesus is going into Jerusalem on a donkey at that one time, but Jesus is coming into the lives of people 
every single day. Every single day, Jesus is coming into the lives of people and calling them closer to himself without people knowing it sometimes. Like, Jesus, like, the, other, like the gospel writer said, they didn't even know what was going on. So without people even knowing it. And Jesus, when he comes into your life, he brings himself. He brings his, his wholeness, his completeness. He's the lamb that died for your sins and he wants to make you whole and wants to forgive you of your sins and bring you closer to himself. Jesus comes at a specific time, at a specific place to meet each and every one of us, to offer himself. And what's amazing for this about this story, I'm going to close off with this, is that Jesus, uh, about this story, is that this is not just a story we read and something we celebrate, but it is also an example to follow, especially in a time like this. You know, I want to ask the question, how are you entering the lives of the people around you? How are you entering the lives of those you live with? In this time when we are quarantined, people are, are like the people in this Bible story. They're shouting Hosanna and praise, praising God. Some of us are going to church and we're praising God and we're worshiping. And some of us need hope. Some of us are saying Hosanna in the verb form saying save now. God, we need something. We need hope. We need something of your spirit. So we as Christians have the responsibility like Jesus to enter the lives of people bringing peace and pointing them to Jesus. We're kind of like the donkey. Jesus is coming with us. And uh, we're just with him on the journey. And we have the, the opportunity to point people to Jesus. And in this time, it doesn't mean Bible bashing. It doesn't mean, um, how, how can I say, um, like, yeah, like I said, like, it doesn't mean Bible bashing or saying, you know, this is happening because people aren't following God. That, that, is, that is not God. Um, God is a God that comes in peace to bring wholeness to completeness. If you, want if you want to draw people closer to Jesus, introduce Him to His peace and His love and His kindness. Relationships that changes lives are relationships that are people who are pointing other people to peace. In this time, we can pray for people. In this time, we can offer people help. In this time, we can offer people encouragement and we can point people to Jesus. Maybe today is your specific time and place. Maybe you have doubt, maybe you have fear, and maybe you need some of the wholeness and completeness that Jesus is offering us. And I want to invite you to come into a journey with us in this next week as Jesus is inviting each and every one of us. If you want to follow Jesus and if you want to give your heart to Him and uh, you want to talk to someone, please don't be shy and email us at a church or send us a message in the comment. Uh, if you want to give your life to Jesus, we also want to know about that. And uh, if that, that time is yours that you would like to do now, um, 
let's pray together as as I close off and um, maybe maybe you don't know what's what's gonna happen next it's okay we all don't know what's gonna happen next but we know that we have hope in Jesus and we can follow him so let's pray together Father, thank you that we can spend time in your presence. Thank you that we can love you and that you show us that you have come for us and yet you have fulfilled every prophecy and that you've come to this specific point and specific time and place to call us into your peace. Lord, today I want to bring my heart towards you. Today I want to say, Lord, I am yours. And if that is your prayer today, you can pray with me. Well, Jesus, I want to bring my heart before you. And I want to offer myself to you. Lord, I'm sorry for all the things I've done. And Lord, I call you my Lord and I call you my Savior. In Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for that we can spend this time together. Thank you that we can have our hope in you. Thank you as we go into this Easter time, we can be reminded of the perfect gift that you have been giving us. Thank you for your love, for your hope and your kindness. Lord, help us as we go into this week, wherever we go, that we can be following your example, where we can point people to you, where we can point them into your peace and love. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.